Welcome to Nairobi Chapel Embakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. My name is Miriana Munyendo. I'm the founder of Missing Child Kenya. We run search, trace, and reunification alerts for missing, displaced, and lost and found children, a free community service uh, uh, led by the toll-free line 0800-223-44. Thank you very much, Esther, for your very insightful uh, sharing as a parent of a neurodivergent child. In our case management at uh, Missing Child Kenya, families have reported their children with autism wandered even from self-environments. Most of the children who wandered were unable to communicate their name or home address. Autism-related wandering is not because of inattentive parently, but sadly these parents of autistic children have received little or no help or guidance on how to deal with the problem. If this were your child, wouldn't you want someone to get involved and help? Parents of children with autism do, and I'm very happy that uh, Esther got an opportunity to speak towards this um, today. Uh, on my end, I'm going to speak about child safety at places of worship. Um, if we are looking at our sanctuary here today at Nairobi Chapel Embakasi, how do we keep our children safe? Uh, child safety at places of worship presents the dilemma of religious institutions wanting to be open to the public while still protecting their sanctuaries and their people. They are torn between being trusting and suspicious because places of worship should be, they should not be impenetrable fortresses, but they should be welcoming sanctuaries. Churches, mosques, temples, synagogues, and other places of worship have an exceptional challenge when it comes to crime prevention or security and safety. But with some mindfulness and considerate organization, it is possible to be both welcoming and vigilant. So a lot of people in my line of work ask, where do these children go? Why are these children, why do these children go missing? I'll start with the simplest thing. A child may go missing or get lost just because they, by a virtue of being a child. Even you as a child, there are some instances you were sent somewhere, you are going somewhere, you went missing. And I'll start with the story of Jesus. Jesus also himself went missing at the age of 12. And uh, this, funny enough, this is the only story in the Gospels about Jesus between his infancy and his public ministry as a man. And it reflects any, the challenges any family would face when a child goes missing. This episode of Jesus going missing is described in Luke chapter 2, verse 41 to 52. Jesus, at the age of 12, accompanies Mary and Joseph and a large group of their relatives and friends to Jerusalem on pilgrimage, according to the Passover custom. On the day of their return, Jesus stayed in the temple, but Mary and Joseph thought that he was among their group when he wasn't. So Mary and Joseph headed back home, and after a day of travel, a day, realized that Jesus was missing, so they returned to Jerusalem. They found Jesus three days later. So how many those days are those? Four days. He was found in the temple in discussion with the elders. And um, when Mary, as the mother, admonished Joseph, uh, she said, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxious, anxiously. Jesus replied, How is that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? Uh, on a light note, I, I think if we were to respond to this, if we were to ask our parents this question at the age that we were, 12, then it would be a very different uh, scenario of how they would respond. Uh, so it, is, it happens. Of course, there are many other reasons, including child trafficking, 
um, there's uh, children uh, with special needs, there's African culture about why people would steal a male child, or there's the problem of infertility why a woman would steal a child. But then again, we go back to finding the root cause and addressing it. If we come back to our place of worship, the risk aspects, it's very important to be conscious of the varied risk aspects that are present in any place of worship. This could range from illness or a medical emergency, a domestic conflict, an accident or injury, an incident with youth, there can be a weather emergency, there can be a utility failure, theft or fraud or fire or water damage, there can be vandalism, a threat or a disruption, an off-site incident while on a trip, a lawsuit or a child abduction. So you ask yourself, what are some of the risks factors specific to my worship community and how would my community be able to um, respond to potential problems and for me it's very important to conduct assessments in the following areas i have five p's people places property programs and processes when it comes to people we need to look at uh, different components babies children youth women senior citizen members visitors who are our leaders who are our staff who are our volunteers who are the greeters who are the ushers how do we handle crowds and groups that's under people if it comes to places we look at how is our worship area set up do we have an on-site facility maybe a school like a daycare how are the offices rooms library is there a kitchen where are the restrooms? How is the parking lot? Where is the playground, the proximity? What are some of the off-site locations that we use? That is under places. When it comes to property, we are looking at the buildings, uh, the equipment, the supplies, the utilities, furniture, uh, artifacts, books, uh, technology like audiovisual, uh, musical instruments, appliances, money, accounts, assets, property, programs, what are our worship services? Where do we have classes or meetings? How is our outreach and social events, counseling, music, sports, holiday camps, tours, missions? All those also affect the safety concerns of our place of worship. Processes. What are our administration processes, maintenance processes, transportation processes? What are our opening and closing hours? I know we say the house of the Lord should be open at all times, but in this world, again, you can't have it open at all times. Program management, committees, teams that look at these processes. So a regular assessment of these five Ps can highlight areas for improvement and help protect your place of worship. This assessment should, however, be carried out in a manner that does not create fear and paranoia in the church. Just caution. There are lots of different things that you can uh, do and should do to keep people safe. And uh, from the assessment above, uh, you can see that uh, everyone working at a place of worship should know how to keep children safe and have appropriate learning opportunities to develop and maintain the necessary attitudes, skills, and knowledge to keep children uh, safe. If we get to looking at just a code of conduct, that is something that we can create a clear and concise guide of what is acceptable, what is not acceptable behavior or practice. And it should include behavior with regard to children. So all staff and associates that work around children, including volunteers, should agree to this code of conduct when they start a employment or their volunteer session. And they should be further vetted and screened with a background check for references to see if they may be a risk to the children. 
um, child abduction at places of worship is not uncommon in Kenya, and the biggest perpetrators are people known to the child because of child custody battles. So does your children's section, if it's the Sunday school, like here, if it's a madrasa, do they consider a check-in system? Sometimes something as simple as a standard sign-in form or matching stickers and Tyvek wristbands can do. I propose this simple procedure. We need to conduct check-in, check-out, and check-up. Check-in, who hands the children in? Are they going to be within the premises? Can they or a designated registered contact be reached for emergency? Check out who has authority to take them home. Is there any change communicated beforehand? And do some children go home by themselves? Check up. Sometimes a parent may otherwise be held up late and some children may still be hanging around way after service is over. Some may follow other children who have permission to live by themselves. Who is monitoring the play playground areas? And do volunteers have staff oversight? Sorry. So check in, check out, and check up. So... It's very important in all this consideration just to look at how to develop a simple child protection policy for your church. And I'm not saying a 50-page document that needs an event for it to be unveiled. It can be a one-pager that just has 10 simple rules that we observe in keeping children safe. And a good protection policy is developed through consultation with leadership, members who are parents and associates where appropriate the children and the community. Yeah. So it's very important to make it also available to all concerned parties, including the children. And for here, I have a warning. Do not copy-paste other organizational policies. Benchmark to suit the situation of your church. And uh, you can look at certain factors as a guideline to developing your protection policy when I talked about the five Ps. Okay. So um, all in all, I would just say that um, we need to... Um, in the theme of um, raising courageous children on this uh, Children's Sunday, we need to raise children who are assertive. And assertiveness is also a form of courage because we want them to learn. Children who are equipped with safety skills about themselves, uh, they are more likely to be able to defend themselves where appropriate in, in terms of uh, any danger they face. So... It's very important to raise children who are assertive, children who can speak up for themselves, children who can say, no, I don't want this, or this happened to me and I'd like to talk to someone. And that is why the exercise we've done today together with our children is very important. It will help us to learn more about um, our children and the person that they trust in terms of the safety network. It will give you a better insight on who your child trusts. And these people will also form part of your extended safety network um as uh as a parent uh once again thank you very much and um i wish you a lovely and blessed week ahead and uh, uh thank you very much for a wonderful service especially i'd like to say a big thank you to the children Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. at Trubani House off Airport North Road. Have a blessed week.